To the holy and faithful in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father. Amen. My, my dear Christian friends, Dan was a visitor in this small town, and he was a very friendly guy, much like extrovert. And as he was walking in the park, he was just greeting people and talking to them. And he greeted a man, introduced himself as Dan, and the local introduced himself as Bob. And as we were talking, Dan asked Bob, well, what do you do for a living? Bob replied, I'm a Christian. Dan was puzzled by the answer. He said, I don't think you understand me. What is your job? What do you do for a living? And Bob replied, I'm a Christian. That's what I do for a living. I'm also the local butcher, but I just do that to pay the bills. Friends, what is your business? What do you do for a living? It's so easy for you to get caught up in your job, your home, your vacation time, your education, your family, that your business of being about what God wants you to do is set aside for a few hours on a Sunday morning. That we are all very busy people. But how often aren't we so filled up with our busyness that we forget about the business of Christ? How often don't we use our busyness as an excuse to not be about the business of Jesus? Martha was busy. After all, what an honor she had that she had Jesus, the Savior, the Master, the Teacher, and Healer coming over to her Bethany home. And it wasn't just Jesus. He was bringing his 12 best friends with him. And so Martha and her sister Mary are working in the kitchen. They're putting on the lamb roast and making the vegetables. They are baking the bread and making a pie for dessert. And a knock comes to the door. They put everything aside in the kitchen. They wipe their hands on their aprons and then go to the door. They greet Jesus. They give him a hug. They welcome in the disciples, they talk for a few minutes, and then Martha excuses herself to go back into the kitchen and get back to work, expecting Mary to follow her. But after a few minutes, Martha peeks into the living room. Mary is still there. And there she's sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha is still in the kitchen. She's Stirring and tasting, tasting and stirring. But she can't keep her mind on her work. All she can think about is how Mary isn't there. And after a few more minutes go by, she can hear Jesus telling stories and Mary asking questions. Well, Martha asked some questions too. Questions like, why isn't Mary here? Why isn't Jesus telling her to do something? How come I have to do all of this by myself? That's when the fireworks begin. Martha jabs the fork into the lamb roast. She jams the spoon down into the vegetable bowl. She slams the cupboards shut. The temperature in the kitchen is rising, and her temper is rising too. And so, finally, she's had enough, and she storms out of the kitchen, storms into the living room, and she's ready to lash out. And notice who she lashes out at. It's not at her sister. It's at the Lord. 
Don't you care? Don't you care, Lord, that my sister has left me all alone? Don't you care that I'm in the kitchen slaving over this hot stove and she's just sitting here doe-eyed at your feet? How about you two cutting out the chit-chat and tell her to get her lazy butt back in and help me? Martha had gotten her priorities all messed up. She wanted to serve Jesus. But Jesus had come to the Bethany home that day to serve her. It was good that she stressed having a good meal and a clean house. But stressing, out, but stressing all of those things made her stressed out. She was tired and worn out. But Jesus had come to her house to give her spiritual rest. It was good that she was busy. But she should have set aside all all of that busyness, so that she could have been about the business of Jesus, which was nothing more than sitting at his feet and listening to him. Jesus calmly replied to Martha's temper tantrum, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is needed. In fact, Mary has chosen that better part, which will not be taken away from her. And every time I hear Jesus say those words to Martha, I hear her, him saying those in the words of the night in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Martha, you have chosen poorly. Strong words, stinging words, but words that reveal a lot about Martha's relationship with her Savior. And I think they reveal a lot about our relationship with Jesus. Because there is a lot in Martha in every one of us. I know I am a Martha person. That we are often so busy that we are distracted from Jesus and his words. We are busy, so busy, sometimes even too busy for our Lord. We're busy with our jobs and our education, our homes, our recreation. In our busyness, we worry about the lesser things, and focus little on the important and needful things. What are Americans today worried about? They are worried about the economy and inflation and the prices of food and gas and then their carb intake. They're more concerned about those things than they are about their eternal destination. Worry leads to anxiety, and anxiety leads to Christians sniping at each other and even snapping at the Lord. We fool ourselves into believing that as long as we're busy, then the Lord is happy. And the Lord does want us working. He does desire you serving him. He does want you working for him. He especially desires and wants you fulfilling your vocations as as parents, fulfilling your vocations to your employer or to your employees, fulfilling your vocation and what you do in your church. But we fool ourselves thinking that Jesus needs us to do those things. He doesn't. He desires and wants them, but he doesn't need them. Because when we fill ourselves up with so much busyness, notice then how we end up. We are restless and anxious, and angry, and distracted. We turn against our neighbor. We even turn against our Lord. Martha's problem was not her service. It was her lack of priorities. She wanted to please Jesus. She wanted to impress him with a nice 
clean house and a nice warm dinner. And yet all of that failed. She ended up getting angry at her sister and wound up yelling at the Lord. She was occupied with a lot of things, but not the one thing needful. She was so busy preparing a seven-course meal where I'm guessing Jesus would have been happy and content with a grilled goat cheese sandwich with a side of tomato soup. It's not Martha's service that Jesus wanted. It's not your service that Jesus wants. Jesus wanted Martha. Jesus wants you. Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve. He came to give, not to get. He came so he could be there wherever two or three are gathered in his name, even if it's just two sisters. He came, to be, he came not to be the guest. He came to be the host, to lay down his life as a ransom for many. He came to be the bread of life and the water of life to refresh his people. He came to be the Sabbath rest that people need in his forgiveness, new life, and salvation. As far as Martha was concerned, her house could have been a lived-in mess and she could have served him a loaf of bread and dried fish. All that mattered to Jesus was that she make him and his words a priority. And again, friends, don't we find ourselves becoming so much like Martha, busy with so many things but not finding rest in Jesus, so busy that we don't find time to listen to Jesus speak to us in his word, so busy that we don't have time to have the pastor place Jesus' word, place Jesus' body and bread into our mouths in the Lord's Supper, distracted by this thing and that thing feeding our egos, feeding our face, feeding our bank accounts. When all Jesus wants to do is feed us with his word, feed us with his sacraments, feed us with his forgiveness. We think that we're doing all of this to please God and forgetting that what pleases God is when we are feeding our faith. What pleases God is when we are bearing forth the fruits of faith. Paul wrote to the Colossians, our goal is that you please God by bearing fruit in every kind of good work and by growing in the knowledge of God. Faith comes from hearing the word, sitting at Jesus' feet and being the recipients of everything that Jesus has to offer. And so let us repent of our busyness. We have let so many things get between us and Jesus and the symptoms are there. Frustration. Anger, sniping and snapping at one another, complaining, griping, pointing the finger, accusing. And when you find yourself dealing with those kinds of things in yourself, hear again Jesus' words. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, worried and anxious, frustrated, snapping and sniping, and I will give you rest. Just be quiet and listen. And all you need to do is just sit still and be quiet. And I know how hard that is to sit still and do nothing. But that's what Jesus wants from you. He wants to spend time with you. There's plenty of opportunities to serve. But that service comes after hearing Jesus serve you with word and sacrament. 
And notice what Jesus does with Mary. Mary is praised. She is not rebuked. She has chosen the one thing that is needful. Her ears are open and now her heart is blessed. Jesus has come to her house, house and she is there to sit at his feet, listen to him tell stories, to tell her about how he is the fulfillment of all of the Old Testament prophecies. Mary is receiving Jesus from himself. She surrenders everything over to him and Jesus gives her in return for her attention peace and joy, love and forgiveness, grace and mercy. All of this flows freely from the mouth of God. So brothers and sisters in Christ, let us learn a lesson from Mary. Come to worship every single week. Come and attend a Bible study at least one a week. Put your children in Sunday school. Put your children at WLS and at Shoreland. And then at home. Sit down together for a family meal. And then after that meal, pray with one another. Have a family devotion together. And on your own, read the Bible. Read the Lutheran confessions. Have devotions. If you miss a sermon, go on our church website and download a podcast of a sermon. Go on to our YouTube channel and watch a Bible study. Go on to the Raised with Jesus podcast. Listen to other pastors' sermons and Bible studies and devotions. And in these ways, you are sitting at the feet of Jesus. Receive the forgiveness of sins. Strengthen your faith. Be comforted. What is more important than this? Nothing. Nothing is more important than Jesus' words of salvation and his sacraments. Through these means of grace, the Lord changes hearts. He rebukes you so you repent. He warns you so that you slow down. He chastises you so that you cherish rest that's found only in him. Yes, there are many things that you're going to find that's going to occupy your time. But there is only one thing that is necessary, needful, and indispensable. And that one thing is sitting at the feet of Jesus. It is listening to Jesus speak to you. It is setting aside time to be in the Lord's house and making Jesus your priority. It's not working or vacationing, or carting your kids from one activity to another that's going to cause you joy or cause you to find rest. It is resting in Jesus. It's not giving to Jesus. It's being given to from Jesus. It's not serving Jesus, but serving, allowing him to serve you. It is gathering together where two or three or 50 are gathered together in Jesus' name. So as you leave for work tomorrow, remember the example of Mary and Martha. Also remember the example of that Christian man who just happened to also be a butcher. Go about the business of Jesus 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Set aside your busyness for Jesus' business. That's what is better. Then you have chosen wisely. And that can never be taken away from you. Because everything else you're doing is just to pay the bills. Amen.